Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, December 14, 2015, and this is The Ride. Good morning, one and all. As I make my commute, I am greeted by an atypical winter scene. Rain and green grass, and if we get too much more of this warmer weather, we might start seeing some leaves on the trees. Getting faked out, because it feels like spring. I hope that doesn't happen. I want to have a normal white Christmas. Are you in part of the world that does not have a white Christmas? I feel for you, man, I do. Of course, you know, Christmas is Christmas to you, whatever it happens to be. And I think there's a great spirit about Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of our king. But I think that there's a bigger, I don't know, for me, there's a bigger meaning behind it. In the sense that it, it's when our families, you know, our family gets together. So you establish more and more deeper relationships with your family. Uh, obviously, the Christmas music plays a big part in my life. Um, because I, I, I enjoy music and writing it and so Christmas music is prophetic really have you ever thought about that every year at Christmas time you hear in the in the uh, stores songs that although they probably try to neutralize it a lot you'll still hear certain hymns and Christmas carols that mentioned this guy named Jesus Christ. Who knew? So in an effort to increase sales in stores, they're actually propagating the message, the good news of Jesus Christ. See, our enemy is a covert operative, but you know what? God's covert too. He knew this would happen. <laughs> but yeah, if you live in part of the world where you don't get snow... You don't get a change of season like that. I, I guess it's fine for you, but for me, I'm used to the change in season. So, you know, Christmas requires snow on my, you know, in, in my world. And I'm really hoping we get it. So, because you know, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. So what else is going on? Well, my wife and I went to a company Partay over the weekend, kind of a nice formal shindig kind of thing. Very nice, very nice. I realized something there. They had an open bar. You might think, oh no, Mr. Rusty, you went to a place with alcohol? Yes, I did. And I even had some wine too. Imagine that. But it was a really nice night and uh, got to talk with some people that were friends of mine in the company that I don't typically see that often. Very nice. And uh, But I, I realized something. I realized something. Did you know that when people drink, they get uninhibited? Did you know that? Oh my goodness. I learned some things at this party. Not evil, bad things, but just... I think I learned people's motivations. See, people, I think people put up guards 
they don't even have to oh they don't even have to try it's just kind of human nature like a protection mechanism we put up certain facades certain I mean it's it is a protection it's it's kind of built into us you know just like if you're out in the nature you don't want that that bear that's gonna eat you in three bites you don't want him to think that you're an easy dinner so you do things to protect yourself you create an image of strength and maybe the e evil bear will go away or something you know well we do the same thing in our social situations yes we do and it became real more it became realer to me at this dinner because I got to talk with some folks that that I do work with on a regular basis but they were a little bit uninhibited now I didn't get any really bad information or anything like that but I started to understand some people's motivations and some deeper reasons for why they do things why they work a certain way and I guess what I'm saying here is the spirits of the night, the alcoholic spirits of the night, created their created an environment of inhibition. And you know, I'm joking, but you know, we all know this. I I'm just joking about not realizing that. I, I understand that. But here's the thing. How are you when you spend time with God. Oh, this is going to get good. How are you when you spend time with God? Are you inhibited? Do you have a mask or a facade that you're hiding behind because it's your safety net? It's your, I don't want to trust God any more than I can throw him. He can be my buddy, but I don't want to trust what he tells me to do. I don't want to trust what he says in his word. I don't want to have to obey certain things. I will just keep him at arm's length and be inhibited about who I really am when I'm dealing with him. I mean, do we do that? You better believe we do. Don't even. So I got a glimpse of how we maybe ought to be with the Lord when I was talking to some folks who were very uninhibited. See, I noticed a couple other, you know, there was a dance floor there too. And uh, I noticed that early in the night, um, most people were inhibited. And as the alcohol flowed, as the spirit moved, <laughs> dancing became more free. Yeah. Well, when we're spending time with the Lord, we ought to let the Holy Spirit flow. The Holy Spirit. Holy means separate unto God. It's the good spirit. We want the good spirits flowing. And we want to be uninhibited. Which means, really, be able to tell him 
everything. There are certain things that we just don't feel like we want to talk to them about because we might have to change our behavior. You know, we might not think that that behavior is really wrong. Or we know it's wrong and we just don't want to have to confront that whole part of ourselves. I think the Lord wants us to come to Him like a child. Now, a child is uninhibited. They haven't learned to put up the face, to put up a a strong face, to put up a facade. They kind of tell it like it is. That's what's so awesome about kids. They kind of just tell it the way it is. The Lord is letting us know today that you can do that. He's not going to ridicule you for saying something too immature. In fact, he's probably the best person to talk to in a real meaningful way like this because he isn't going to ridicule you. But he will show you things. He will show you things so that you can mature in ways that you could not otherwise. He also wants to dance with you. He wants to dance. Like any good relationship, there is a dance about it. There is a movement to it. He wants us to be uninhibited. Just like those drunk revelers. Well, we'd be drunk with the Spirit of the Lord. That's what we need to be drunk with. Now I know you're thinking, oh, I don't know. You sound a little bit too free and loose for me. I'm kind of more starched collar kind of guy. No, I get that. Depending on the day, I can be that way too. But I'm talking about with the Lord. I'm not talking about what you have to do when you're at church or something. Like, hey, i got to dance free because Rusty told me I had to go dance in the Spirit and stuff. Well, you know, you do it if the Lord tells you to do it or if you do it if the Spirit moves you to do it. I'm talking about your time with the Lord, though. The, the private time that you spend with Him. I'm hoping that you do. What do you talk about? You have a relationship with somebody, some person, and you know that when you're with them, you can talk about certain things that you can't talk with anyone else. And you might, you know, you might look forward to those times that you get together with that person because you're able to, you know, get real. Well, I'm hoping that that's the way it is with the Lord. I think we should be able to get free with the Lord. I think we should be able to tell Him stuff when we're conversing with Him, when we're hanging out with our Savior. Tell Him things that we almost didn't know ourselves. Sometimes we hide this whole facade, hide stuff even from our own self. might be good before you, you know, spend time with the Lord to just pray and ask Him, hey, you know, Lord, help me to reveal myself to you and maybe it'll reveal something to my to my own self. I don't know. We really want to be healthy, don't we? Don't you want to be healthy? A healthy person is one... Oh, I just went to, like, puberty. <clears throat> A healthy person is one who... Um, <laughs> is one who understands their limitations, maybe, but understands where their strength comes from, for sure. A healthy person knows or has learned that the things that they rely on about themselves that really can't help themselves 
is something not to be relied on. A healthy person realizes this. Don't believe me? Well, you tell me how healthy a surgeon would be if he says, you know what? I can do it. I am, I am the top of my game. Everybody comes to me for brain surgery. I know what I'm doing. And I believe I'm the healthiest surgeon there is. When I saw my own CAT scan the other day and I saw a tumor in my brain, I know just the guy who's going to take care of it. Ginger, free up two hours on Thursday. I'm going to do brain surgery on myself. Nobody else can do it like me. Now, is that healthy or what? That's ridiculous. There are certain things that you must not rely on your own self to manage. How about this? Should you rely on yourself to manage even your own feelings? I don't know. I say no. The reason is feelings vary a bit, don't they? You're managing your life on shifting feelings. You need to manage your life on something that doesn't change, like the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. That's a healthier position to be in. How do you do that? Well, you need to understand yourself. And you need to share yourself with the Lord. Uninhibited. You know, in my business, I deal with automation equipment and computers and control systems and things like that. And we have a term for when you disable alarms. They're inhibited. They're ineffective. They're unable to do what they're supposed to do. It might be a warning, but we can inhibit the alarm. And all of a sudden, what was a warning, what would keep you from having real problems, since you don't know that there's an issue, you run into the problem. We use them for disabling what would be a nuisance alarm, that's what we call them. You know, perhaps the instrument people are calibrating some circuits and things, and we know we're going to get some alarms that don't mean anything. And, and, and worse, those alarms might cause the system to shut down. So we want to inhibit those alarms so that that stuff doesn't happen. So that's, that's the purpose for in, inhibited alarms. So, you know, there's a reason for that. But I'm saying to be healthy... We need to live uninhibited. With our walk with the Lord, which is what I've been talking about, but also, to a degree, with people. You know, you've heard me talk about how I, dis I have disdain for the word fine. How are you? Fine. That's like an inhibited thing. You know, that fine is just a protection. No one can get into your business. They can't know the real you. You tell them fine and they, they run away. <laughs> and it's just part of our social back and forth. But when we're with people, we should be at least uninhibited to the point where we can be real with them. That's what I like to see. 
I know that there's a social thing about this interaction, though, that's very hard to break from. How do I know? Because one time, well, not one time, more than one time, I've been in situations where, you know, I'd meet somebody and say, hey, how's it going? Oh, we're doing well. You know, how are you doing? Oh, fine. And then, you know, like, I don't know, something happens and your your attention is on something else. Somebody made, made a comment from the podium or who knows, whatever it was. And all of a sudden, the you, you kind of glance back at this, that same person again. <laughs> and they say, so how you doing? <laughs> and that's, I know that's happened to you. And then you're like, fine. <laughs> Didn't we just do this? It's just part of our banter, our social banter. So that's why I like to mix things up and freak people out. How you doing today? Well, I don't know. My my colonoscopy bag is just about full and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Here, can you hold it for a minute? I don't know. You know, just freak people out like that. I don't know. I don't even know if that was the right word to use. So somebody says, so hey, hey, how's it, how's it going? Oh, well, my dog, I, I just lost my dog and I, can you help me, can you come out here and help me find this dog? It's somewhere between here and, and New York. Can you come and help me? You know, I like to change things up. Put people on a uncomfortable footing. Now I'm just teasing. So we're at the end of my journey, so you know what to do. You need to get into that word and find out how to interact with your Lord and live in peace and pray for those who persecute you and understand that the Lord really wants to help you really wants to mature and develop you but you need to be willing to be uninhibited with him got it got it and I will see you on the flip <laughs>